This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez? What do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got, got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but well, to myself. That goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only, 18 plus, rewards, registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. So see mcdonalds.com for full details. Good evening and welcome to the Ale and the Veil podcast. Um, Mr. Dogshit isn't with us tonight. Um, he's decided to go to a friend or family's birthday. I can't remember which one. So in his honour, the next 40 minutes are just going to be spent, the three of us, calling each and every one of them insufferable idiots on the football pitch today. Dogshit. So there's two. Um, Steve, you, you're you're going to be taking Bez's role today in, in the hosting of the, the review. Um, what did your mate say? One shot of vodka each time a dog shit's mentioned? Yeah, yeah. I would just like to say dog shit. And uh, he's a bit gutted that, da- that my mate Dave sent me a text saying uh, Bez will be saying dog shit every five seconds. When I come to list the, come to list the pod, I'll be hammered because it's bank holiday. But yeah, I was... I haven't been to the game today. There's a long and boring reason why. Well, I'm not going to tell you because I'd, I'd end up in um, probably trouble. But anyway, um, so my brother was texting me all the way through. I was with my mate. And you don't get as upset when you're not there. But from five o'clock, I've started having a few gin and tonics. I'm just really, really angry and disappointed now. You know, like, I don't know if anyone's got kids. If they let you down, you feel you feel like disappointed in, in them. I feel like that. Vale are shooting themselves in the foot and could end up in real trouble if they're not careful. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. Um, we're, we're going through a bit of a thing with George at the minute where he's dead sound during the day, but it comes to bedtime and he's an absolute twat. And like literally rubbing his eyes, everything, falling asleep on you and then going, I'm not tired and jumping around. So yeah, I get that feeling. That's how it felt today. You look at him and go, this bunch of players isn't that bad. And then they put in that performance and you think, no, actually, each and every one of them are dog shit. So we're also joined by Andy. Sorry, um, but I, thought, I nearly forgot to introduce you. You're going to try and usually be the voice of reason. Um, 
So let's see. No, I can't be asked tonight. That was dog shit, mate. No, <laughs> no, I can't. I can't defend that. It's, it's, it's been, it's been with with some exceptions. It's been mostly dog shit since the second of January, and um, we we need some pretty frank conversations about why that is and, and what's gone on and what's the bigger picture going on at the club. Um, Oh, where do you begin on a day like that? I suppose I suppose where you begin is with the question of um, is Tommy McDermott in a taxi up to Vale Park right now after scoring two goals and getting an assist today? Well, Bunza I mean, sent off, so we need a centre midfielder at least for the bench. Well, I mean, I, I I don't know. It depends on the terms of his loan and if he can get recalled. But I mean, you might as well chuck a kid in who's. Um, He'll fight for the jersey. He's not going to do any any worse, is he? Um, yeah, and he trained. They come back and train with us, don't they? They think they go down for the weekends yeah, when they, they got a game. Go down weekends and midweek games, but they're they're training with us full time otherwise. So, but yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Would he get the Would he get the sort of response from the rest of the squad? Or I don't know. I, I don't know what you'd do to get these players to respond. I mean. Last week, Clark had a go at the players, didn't get a response. Today, he's um, taken the. He's, he's trying to take the blame himself, and I don't know. It feels like he doesn't know what makes these players tick, how, how to how to motivate them, what to say in in post-match interviews to get the best out of them. Yeah, I mean, I put something in the group, and Johnny corrected me that Daryl seems to be making the same excuses. It's my team. It's my team. It's my team. I take responsibility, which he was doing up until last week, where he when he did chuck him under the bus, and today he's reverted back to type. As like, like Andy says, as though he's trying desperately trying to find a way to motivate them. But I'm not sure he, how he takes any responsibility for Jack Stevens just dropping the ball un, uncontested into an empty net and. I'm not sure where he goes that interview. I'm not sure. It's all very laudable saying these are my players. It's my responsibility. But, you know, that some of them lot, you know, probably nine or ten of them have got to take a real hard look at themselves professionally. And don't forget, a lot of these a lot of these lads are playing for a their profession next season for a contract either available or somewhere else. And you're not as a recruitment analyst that Vale have, you're not looking at any of that any of our players and thinking, Do you know what? I fancy X, Y, and Z for Vale. He'd be a good signing, and I'm not quite sure where the players are with that. And there seems to be so many mixed messages coming out of the club, and we're I think we're in we're in a bit of a mess. And that goes back down to the selection of the team today, which I think we'd all agree was odd. You know, it's just we're not in a very good place. And Monday now is absolutely humongous game for Vale. We lose that, we're in a world of shit. it is. The, and I've said on Twitter, and like I've had a bit of back and forth with a couple of people saying, "What happened? What if sands and butts or something?" But I don't, I don't get what this, what this protection of Jack of Aiden Stone has been. I don't, I don't understand it. Like Stone could have broke his arm last week and been out for for Monday. He could walk down the stairs tomorrow, trip over and break a leg. Like I don't, I don't understand why why you'd go into a game thinking I can't play this professional footballer because this professional footballer might get injured when it's not like, 
I don't mean be horrible here, and people are going to say I'm digging him out, but it's not like Willow that's made of fiberglass, yeah. and you only have to breathe in the wrong direction, and he's pulled his calf, and he's out for t- six weeks. This 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 is a lad that's play, playing playing with a broken nose from five six games ago. This is a lad that like hasn't got a history of got having muscle injuries or or whatnot. And we we've taken a huge risk today, not just because we've swapped keepers. I'm not saying that Jack's not. I'm not I'm not saying that either Jack or Aiden are head and shoulders above the other, but one of them's our keeper next season, whether whether people like it or not. The other one's a lone lad that's been bombed out for six weeks who could not give two fucks. And what I'll say about Jack is, he's one of two players that held his hands up today as he walked off the pitch. He knows he's fucked up. He hasn't done that on purpose, but I don't, the protection of from, from Clark there of Stone is, is weird. The protection of Worrell, a Gary can't play two games in that short space of period, apparently. But you play your best 11. You play your best 11 today. You beat Accrington Stanley. It doesn't matter what happens on Monday. It does not matter. But instead, we've gone, oh, well, oh, we might need day for Monday for whatever reason. Are Oxford better than Accrington? I don't really know. They're both equally a shit league and form-wise. We 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 protected was it we protected Harrison because Taylor can't play. It's just it's the eleven today was so frustrating that I don't see, I don't understand what's gone on in his head. I really don't. Clark for me has got to shoulder this performance on his shoulders massively. But since January, it's down to Carol, not Flitcroft like everyone's saying. It's down to Carol. She's she's done the budget. She's changed it. Something's happened there. Whether people say that we've we've misspent on infrastructure or we've we, we've got thirteen coaches too many or whatever, that's down to Carol. She's pulled the budget. She's changed the rules in January, or according to her, they had the discussion in November, December time. So whenever, but from how Flitcroft and Clark were both talking, they expected people in. So I don't know if again it's mixed messages or. What not? I don't really know, but we've we've got to be. We can't keep her on, on the pedestal when she gets something catastrophically wrong. Wrong, like she did with Askey. She kept John Askey for three months too long. You've you've got to call him out on mistakes, or else or else nothing changes. And that performance has been coming. We 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 were shit against we were shit against Burton, albeit who since Dino's been in charge of Burton, I think I think they're, they're 10th, 11th in the form table. So it's not actually as disastrous as everyone made out the performance. The, the result wasn't. The performance was terrible. We've been shit against Morecambe, shit against MK. And it's it's another one. We've been shit again. The performance we've, been, we've put in this season, this half of the season, are fucking bolting away where you'd expect get nothing. Granted, we got nothing, but we were brilliant. We we put a performance at Portsmouth away where you'd expect get nothing, and we we tried as best to get nothing from it. And other than that, I can't think of a game where we've played where we've played well. Then we 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 what? Sorry, what Derby baby? No, Derby was last year. I mean, I mean, I mean yeah, I mean since 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 turn of the year. No, we we didn't play badly Derby at home, is what I'm saying. When we got nothing, you know. no, but we capitulated in the last ten minutes. Didn't yeah, we? Do you know yeah, what I mean? fair enough. It's my, my my issue at the minute is there's been so much that's gone wrong since since January 
we've we we've been kept in the dark about stuff. We've heard mixed messages. This the, the rumors have then sparked up massively. You've got people like like Dicko, for example, who runs the coaches. He bleeds black and white. He he helped when Norm was around and stuff like that. Questioning what's going on. It, it's a worry because these people these these people are like are your 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 staple fan basically the people that I'd expect that if if we ever went out of business and we did a Phoenix club they'd be stood there in Beersland Park watching us play but it, it just made it hard at the minute and we're trying to sell season tickets and we're putting in performances like that there's there's so much that today is wrong but on the pitch today Clarky is 100% to blame for putting that team out. The players have all got a shoulder, an equal part of it, for, for being absolute cowards. And then from there, you, you look at the, since January, we've, we had an owner telling us it was a good January. We've had a manager telling us it was a shit January. And we all know, we're all football people, we all know it was a shit January. But it's just, it's just hard to stomach at the minute. And I honestly... I, I, I can't see another win this season. I can't see one. So, um, Andy, the same thing. Uh, I'm thousand percent agree with Johnny that um, Aiden Stone should have played. I don't understand why we rested him. He likes he could get injured anywhere. Where were you on that? Can you you could you see obviously you know where Clark was coming from. Would you would you have played Stone or would you have um, done what done what um, Barrel did? I. <sighs> Right before the game, when I heard Stevens was playing, I wasn't hugely worried because I think, as much as I'm not a fan of Stevens, and I started off being sort of okay with the idea of him, and then I've sort of just gone off him as the season's gone on. Not that I think he's necessarily been terrible, just that he's pretty unremarkable as a keeper. Um, I think. Stone is ahead of him, but not by much, and the two keepers are much of a muchness. And I didn't necessarily think that it would have a huge material impact on whether we won or not. And, you know, you can't legislate for what happened um, with Jack. Um, Stone, he's made mistakes himself, but he's generally, he seems to be a bit more of a lucky keeper. He gets away with them, doesn't he? And... I don't know, he's a bit of a lucky charm. Um, going back to the original question, um, yeah, I think ultimately, I don't think Stevens's mistake has turned the game. I think we were playing badly anyway. I think it was a poor, it was flat, it was, um, we weren't up for it. The game, we just, we just weren't really bringing any impetus to the game. So, but generally, you know, on reflection, you, you you have to play your best side. I don't know if there were other things around it, maybe being a bank holiday, whether if suspension more than injury was a worry in case he got sent off stone, whether we couldn't recall or get an emergency loan. I don't know what the situation is with emergency loans, but I believe... 
because we've got a goalkeeper out on loan, we'd have to recall him. Yeah, the transfer window in that league's closed, so I don't think we can recall him. So I think an emergency loan would have been fine, but is two days enough? Yeah, and and admin wise, c- c- can you do that on a on a Saturday and Sunday if the league's offices are closed? I don't I don't know. Don't know what the answer is with that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's you have to try and leave to one side whether or not you like Stevens, whether or not you you've been impressed by him over the course of the season, and judge it on on that one decision. And it didn't worry me before kickoff, as as much as I think now. I'm thinking we should have played Stone, probably with the bet. You know, that's with the benefit of hindsight. And I think yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty, isn't it? You know? And and I think before the game, I I didn't see it being a huge, a huge issue because I don't think the two of them are necessarily that different. I think they're both much of a muchness. You know, we, we concede soft goals under Stevens. We concede soft goals when Stone plays. And I, I don't think we're necessarily keeping a clean sheet today if Stone plays. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree in that sense. I just think, like, like I said to you before, I questioned Stevens beforehand and to Stephen the message I sent to you yeah, will read out shortly but I just I'm a big believer in you play your best 11 players and Clark he seems to have made the decision that Stone's our best goalkeeper so you've got to play him you've got to play Dave Worrell if he's fit and he must be fit for you to bring him bring him on he's, he's his best wing back and and from there you've got to play Alice Harrison. He's, he's he's the best header of the ball we've got in both boxes, which is a shambles because we've got three centre halves on the pitch. And he's the only player today that can walk off with his head all day because he he come on he put in a million times more effort than the rest of them. And people like Pet today have had a real bad game, and you can kind of let people like that off, but. It's becoming all too common for some of them, and it's just it's just a bit of pills to swallow, especially Funzo taking taking a cheap cheap way out as it felt. Yeah, it was a bit late to show some fight, wasn't it? Yeah, what? Well, yeah, what's the point of starting a scrap in the ninety first minute? And him and him and Massey just 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 handbags wanted, it? and he seemed he seemed to put his head head on Mitch, and Mitch went down like he'd been shot, and. Do you know what? We've we, we've probably been asking for it recently, haven't we? With 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 the whole shit housing that we do, we've, we're probably asking for someone to do it against us because no way would no way is he headbutted him, but he's moved his head towards him. It reminds me of the last time we went to Accrington and we were a complete shambles. Sean Rigg got sent off, didn't he, for an elbow? Yeah, right at the end. It just is weird sort of symmetry that we have. And another thing is, why do we always tend to go there and? Something happen like this. Why is yeah. it always there? Yeah, yeah. Bad do with Accrington, aren't we? <laughs> the Gannon Exodus moment, the Danny Pugh left back, um, like I Sean Rigg. Yeah, there's the... Accrington, yeah, we... maybe stop going. Yeah, we've got a, d- a distinguished history of 
have not have not done anything good there. My mate Ian sent me a text saying the best thing about Accrington was it's very handy ground for abusing your own players when they don't turn up because you're quite close to them. And that about sums it up, doesn't it, really? We've never done anything there and today was just a, another another one for the for the annals of shite performances or dog shit performances, we should say, against Accrington. So there we go. Just before we get into it, I one thing I, I don't understand. What had Butterworth done to be recalled? He's been pretty much Pearson non grata. The odd 10 minutes off the bench, yet in a big game like to that, with no form behind him, I could, I personally couldn't understand why we brought him back in the team. I know I've seen Johnny's message, I'll read out in a minute. What did you think of that one, Andy? Yeah, I didn't understand it, but I thought there must have been some sort of method behind it. But obviously there wasn't. Um, he just doesn't seem to... I, I don't know. I, I don't really think we, we know what to do with him, do we, for the best? We've got all these players like him, Politic, Holden, Holden um, Massey. I mean, we've got like wingers, number 10s, attacking midfielders, little bits and pieces players. And none of them really fit into the formation that Clark stubbornly refuses to play anything other than. Is that unfair? No. I don't understand why Butterworth played. But there we go. I don't understand why you'd go out and recruit a player like him. I mean, there, there were a couple of good games he had early on, like Shrewsbury at home. He was decent, but he looked like a player who was good on the ball, but not really going to offer you much when we're out of possession. Um, and we've not really gone on. You know, We've very rarely used him as a um, in the front of a three-man midfield, have we, since then? And he just seems to have faded out of the picture completely since um, since that period where we sort of had to play him because um, we didn't have a fit centre-forward for about six weeks from Christmas to... We still stuck on the wing then, though. Yeah, I mean, no, we just played a front three, didn't we? It's like, rather than having a front two, it's like... Well, let's play three forwards who aren't quite good enough, but let's just go for safety numbers instead. Yeah. I mean, that that's another thing. Uh, Johnny, you, you went on this long monologue about what what's you know things that have been going wrong, and I, I sort of wanted to answer each point, and then I just couldn't follow them all in time. I mean, yeah, you look short term. Something's not right at the moment with with the management of the team, Clark. Looks like a man who's maybe just lost his mojo a bit, and you know he, that could be for any one of any number of reasons. Maybe he's fed up. He didn't get the Portsmouth job he applied for. You know, maybe one year on. You know, last Good Friday he was on the pitch emotionally at Hartlepool. This year, I, I don't know. Maybe he's still processing the events of last year. Um, something's not quite right and it feels like he can't get a tune out of his players anymore. Maybe he doesn't know what motivates them. And the players who are out there, it, it, I don't want to say they're down tools, but it, it does really feel as though we we are getting, I don't know. Um, JJ, who's been on this pod before, I think he did Hartlepool um, review last season at home. Um yeah messaged me or he messaged the whatsapp group i'm in with him 
and he said, you know, it's. I'll, I'll try and find the message, but it was something on on the ba- on the lines of, it's mad that a side that is comfortably mid table can drop maybe drop off ten percent and look like the worst side in the league. And it says probably says a lot about those players that if if they're not quite absolutely on it, then they look that terrible. Yeah, are, are these players just average League Two players? Is I suppose is the is the question that punched above the weight for twelve months and now we're running out of steam. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, just 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 a final point on it. And I've I've said I've said this quite a bit on the pod and a bit everywhere else. And I feel I feel that the, the the stuff that's come out of the club this week has kind of backed me up a little bit. I feel we got promoted 12 months too early. And I, I know that's stupid because any promotion, whenever you get promoted, is is brilliant and is welcome. I feel that some of this squad have felt a bit a bit vulnerable when Clarky said maybe some of them have run the race. Let's be fair, Mal Benning 100% knows he's not getting a new contract here because for the past seven of the past eight games, He's been binned out at the first opportunity. He was brought back in as a necessity um, off the bench at Bolton and to start against Portsmouth and was actually all right at Portsmouth. And then at the first chance of Forrester being back, he was like, right, seen a bit mal. So he, he's going to know. And I'll, I'll, when, when, when you know in that sense, it's going to have an effect on you because you, the gaffer hasn't turned around and said, Thanks, but no thanks. He's basically telling you by the squad selection. Yeah, I'd um, game um, before we go on the two points you've just made. I think Daryl Clark looks like a man. If you could say to him, "You'll finish one place above the relegation and the season ends," he'd snap your hand off because I think his way of getting his mojo back will be a hot. If he does, will be a wholesale clear out. He's got. Um, He's got a hist- history for that, hasn't he? he changed the entire teams. Yeah. If he is, you assume he'll still be about. But I think if you said to Clark, you're right, Daryl, you'll finish one place with relegation. Here's a clean sheet of paper, paper start again. I think he'd snap your hand off and, and call it and call the season a day now. And there's probably a lot of fans who would agree with him. Do stable teams have clear outs? Do stable clubs have clear outs? No, well, that's the way he's worked in the past, isn't it? And I think, I mean, obviously, I don't know, but just looking at him, he, look, he looks like a person who's knows some of them aren't good enough and has run out of patience and all this nonsense about I pick the goal and all that sort of stuff. He can't batter them every week because that, that doesn't work. They aren't mentally strong enough to take it, are they? I mean, you look at, I mean, if, if any, I know not everyone's on Twitter, but Tom Pope's pretty active on there tonight, getting on about character this and character that. He's stuck his head above the parapet and maybe Clark, he thinks that some of these lads haven't got it. And once we've gone, in answer to your question, I'm not sure stable clubs do clear out 10 players every every other season. But I no, think that's what that's going to happen. We had a clear out two years ago, and, and that should have been the point at which we said, right, OK, we settled down as a football club now. We're not going to just chop and change every time we sign a load of players we, we don't want anymore. You know, we, we cleared out after the Bruno Ribeiro season. And then, then we had a load of other players, and then we decided we'd... They they were, and you know it just keeps going on and on. And you know for, to some extent, you know we were a victim of of getting promoted possibly too early. I, that's I don't, some people will argue against that, and I'm sure you'll you'll get you'll get that in in um, 
in your notifications, Johnny. But um, if if you and this this is partly why you know we maybe you know January was a poor window and arguably the window before could have been better is that we're not evolving. You know we've we've decided. Yeah, you know, and I can understand the argument why we haven't spent ridiculous money in in January because you're not going to get a great deal of value, and you know you it's 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 a sense in some ways it's it's justified, but at the same time we it just means you've got to it just it's like a coiled spring, isn't it? You're just holding it over until the summer where you've got to turf out more players, so you know. And also, you know, we've done. I mean, January is gonna. It's it's a it's a can of worms, isn't it? If we start talking about everything I've got I've, that I think was wrong with January, but it's just uh, Clark as well. As much as he wants to uh, a um, clear out, he, he doesn't have a huge amount of say on it. It's there's a director of football, there's a head of recruitment, Tommy Johnson. How much can he influence that? I, I, I suppose the, the, the answer to that is I, I'd expect Daryl Clark to be the one that has the final say on the player that comes through the door and the player that stays in the door. I'd be pretty disappointed if if your manager isn't at least having a strong say in that. Um, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying because what happens if five, six games into next season, we're top of the league, for example, and someone comes knocking and he goes. It's, it's got to be players that will want to play for the next manager that the structure brings in. So we have got to be a bit careful in that sense. On the topic of do successful teams have clear outs? No. But do teams at our level have clear outs quite regularly? Yeah, I, I think they do. You see seven, eight players being released quite regularly. It's it's then it's it's how do you build and make sure that the next time round for League One, we haven't got to go through that. Like, how do we make sure in twelve months' time, the only players that are leaving the club are either leaving for a fee, or leaving because okay, we've got that one wrong out of seven or eight because that's how it feels at the minute. It feels like we're going to need eight sign eight eight or nine signings next season. And we're going to have to get them eight or nine absolutely spot on. There isn't much wiggle room for players that we've signed this season who just haven't been up for the task. Granted, the major- majority of them have been on loan, so isn't the end of the world. But we've still, we, we've still signed a couple of duds this year. And we need this injury record to improve. We really do. Because we can't keep we can't keep housing players that are getting injured. Like Dan Jones's injury, that's I'll, I'll give him that. Do you know what I mean? I'm not I'm not going to hammer him for throwing himself into an header in the last sort of minute and and nearly taking his knee knee ligaments out. But Will Forrester's been injured as much as he's been fit. Cass, I think I don't I don't I don't know if Tom or Bez mentioned it on the preview, but Cass seems to have a big injury. And it's just it's just so fucking frustrating at the minute. We we've nose dived off the cliff, and there's just there's so many there's so many people, problems, players, yeah, 
it's you know, you it's, know well, sorry one of the things you know we talk about the structure that one of the things they said was they battered Askey about our injury records under him didn't they you know yeah. the training was the training was archaic you know we were stuck in the stone age I'm not seeing much evidence of it improved you know maybe someone with some stats can prove me wrong but we don't seem to be a club who gets a lot less injuries than we used to and that's John, something that John Askey's Hartlepool scored three goals in six minutes we are, we haven't scored three goals in three games. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's just it is, and you, Steve, you you bang on. We we hammered him. We we were right to hammer him. We, yeah, we were, yeah. We were getting groin injuries left, right, and centre. hamstring injuries. Sorry, wasn't it? We got every player that was out injured, regardless if you're if you're a quick or not, pulled an hamstring, and now. We've got a couple of players out with calf strains. Willow's had a calf strain this season. <laughs> and it, yeah, it's just... Is the pitch that bad that people are pulling up on it? And it, it, it's doing that to you because it's heavy on your legs. Are we signing people made out of fiberglass? Or is is there something is there something else? Are we working them too hard? We've got sports scientists. We shouldn't be. I don't... Well, we rotate them enough, don't we? It's not like we're... we're... Yeah. David Worrell's getting a run of games week in, week out, is he? Like we we rested him today. No, you're right. And that and that's the other thing that's frustrating. Do you know what I mean? Like we did there's not there's not one thing you can put your finger on and go, that's the problem. We've got hydrotherapy chambers all cry, whatever they're called, to aid muscle recovery. It's just so much shit. Another and, thing about recruitment, quickly. Um, who were the two most consistent players and who signed them? Michael Brown signed Dave Worrell. If, I don't know if you've ever heard him on commentary or not. <laughs> no, I try not He's never mentioned that, has he? <laughs> no, no. He, he? He doesn't mention that at all. Like, Yeah, Michael Brown signed him. And... And say Smithy, save you the trouble. Like, our, our you know, two most dependable sort of players in the squad are still them. You know, our recruitment hasn't um, served up players in that bracket in terms of that sort of consistency, first names on the team sheet type players, have they? I'd I'd, I'd argue... Garrity. Garrity. Yeah, and Garrity's the closest, yeah. I can't... Well, I'd say Pet, and I can't remember who's I Pet. I'm, I'm deadly honest. No, it was last summer, wasn't it? It was... Um, it was... Clark Flickcroft, yeah. Was it? Yeah. Has he been here 12 months? Yeah. Jesus, it feels like he's been here a lot longer than that. Poor Vale, isn't it? It's a long time in Vale's history. Yeah, it, I, I, I think we've aged. I think we've aged him as well. But, but yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely say Pet and Garrity. And yeah, 2020, 2021. So, was that, let me see, 21. Career stats, which season? 21-22 season, yeah. Wow. Feels like he's been part of the furniture. But yeah, they're, they're the two. They're the two that, and, and that's not good enough, though. That four players out of 20-odd still isn't good enough. Yeah, I mean, we, we hammered Bruno for it. You know, the, you know, the best players that we had under Bruno were the ones that he inherited. It was Anik Grant. Um, Street, Smith, th- those sort of lads, really, uh, and to an extent, Alex Jones on loan. But 
it's just, you know, what are we doing if a recruitment isn't finding the players who are of the same sort of level or, you know, or the ones that when, when it gets a bit tough, they haven't got the, the balls to, to to step up. You know, the, the, there was, there's was a lack of leaders out there. There's a lack of captain, captains, whatever you want to call it. You know, there, there wasn't anyone who, who'd, who, who'd roll the sleeves up and, and it was up for the fight today. Well, there was, so. <laughs> he, he took it literally, not metaphorically. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. If if you're gonna if you're gonna steam in, do it about halfway through the game. Try not get sent off, but at least get the game. At least get it going. You know, get a bit of a twenty-two man brawl or something, and and just probably that's what um, Robbie Hill said. Wimbledon used to do. If if if, it, if they weren't at it, somebody had, had steam into a tackle, um, square up, and all of a sudden that would just get everyone going. And you know, and so sometimes you you want to see a, a player who's frustrated and give away a booking because they're, they're just absolutely pissed off with how, how it's going. And we've not really had that, have we? I think on, until that moment, we, we were pretty passive about how, how the game was going away from us. In that team, not today's team, I would probably say there are three players in our t- in our squad with real minerals. Smith, Garrity, and maybe Harrison. You know, who, who you think might want to roll the sleeves up in a fight. The rest of them. Sorry, sorry, I, I've got to interrupt. Do you think Nathan Smith has? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I don't mean like he's going to shout and scream, but he isn't found wanting physically. I don't think. I'm not. I, I'm not. I argue that the last four or five games, I think he's been bullied. Like today, how old? How old Presley there? He was up against today. Like I, I felt Smith was bullied today, and I think he, he was. He was last week as well. And, People, I, people are going to people say I've got a vendetta against Smithy, but I, I don't think he's helping himself today. Do you know what I mean? Like Aaron Presley that played today, he's twenty-one years old. Can I just say though, yeah, Johnny, against Presley, I'm going to hate myself for doing this. Smithy was caught in a bit of a trap. There you go, Bezzer. There we go. <laughs> yeah, and no, you're I, yeah, no, I, I do, but I do think that Smith, you know, I take your point. But I think Smith, Garrity, and Alice are the only ones with a bit. I don't know where, you know, Smith, yeah, but I think those three are the ones who would stand up and be counted. I'm not sure about any of the others. Andy? No, I'd, I'd agree with you. I've seen Smithy go toe to toe with um, with much bigger players physically and, you know, players with decent reputations. And, and he, when he was, particularly when he was a young player, and he, he stood up against him. And, Maybe at the moment he's just going through a bad bit of form. You know, it does happen. But broadly speaking, I yeah, I agree with you. I think I think the thing that what I will say about Smithy, just so I can I can like level it out a little bit. I I've, I know I've just hammered him a little bit, but I don't think it's helping him that he's got to play with a kid one side and someone that's played fifteen twenty professional games either. I think Nathan Smith has always been better when there's been somebody with experience around him as well. Yeah. Look, look, him and him and Jonesy brilliant together. Him, him and Leon Leg when Corky first came in were brilliant together. So I do I know I know he's not young anymore and I know he's 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 experienced and stuff. I do think he he isn't 
he isn't a natural born leader. He's a lead by example sort of player, which is fine. But I think he does really struggle when he's got to be the he, he's got to be the center of attention almost there. And that's again, that's down to January recruitment. We we let Connor all go rightly or wrongly, like right for Connor all. Maybe right for us in terms of have we got a fee for him and whatnot, but wrong because we've replaced him with a kid who has had some decent games and looks like there's there's a decent footballer in there somewhere, but has joined a team that's devoid of confidence, so that's never going to help him. And we've then suffered Jones's been in, Jones's injury and. It's yeah. It's just I feel. I just feel if I'm just this performance has really pissed me off today. Really pissed me off. But it isn't just an outlier as well. It's been coming. I mean, we've had Cambridge last week. Before Portsmouth, there was Burton. It's it's been, it's it's been building. Yeah, and we're we're on a downward trajectory, if, if that's no doubt. And I think you can probably part of the last ten minutes of Forest Green, it's been all of twenty twenty three, hasn't it? Really, is give it, or is take. It, is it nine point? Is it nine points this this year, this calendar year? I think it might be. Yeah, um, hold on, I've, I've got it somewhere. It's beat Forest Green. We beat MK Dons. Isn't it? Beat Exeter and MK Dons and Forest Green. Okay, so we've got any draws? Um, I think we've drawn yeah, one. We drew Accrington and Portsmouth. So we might have 12 points in 2023 then. Because I think um, I'm, I'm sure someone said it was nine, uh, two wins in 16, and I had it at nine points then. From I think it's 13. 13 points. Th- from how many games are we talking? 17. 13 points from seven. That's relegation form then, isn't it? Yeah. I think if he did a... I, I, I did a custom table off some stats website and we were bottom four last week. Um, since since the 2nd of Jan, so after that Forest Green, you know, we had that two-week off. Um, two weeks off where we thought, OK, we'll recharge, we'll um, maybe make one or two signings before the Peterborough game when we're on the telly. And instead, it's just gone the other way. You know, it's, it's been it's been diabolical, hasn't it? Really, since that. Yeah, and do you know, do you know what I, what I find really amusing about it all as well. When when you look at the form table in League One, right? Over the past fourteen, like fifteen games now, we'd be third bottom on ten points, the same as Oxford and Morecambe. Forest Green are the only team worse than the, them them three. And you've then got Cambridge on 12, Accrington on 13. And then you're looking at 17 points with Bristol and um, Cheltenham and stuff like that. And it's MK Dons have got 19 points. They were the worst team I've seen at Vale Park. But in 50, in the last 15 games, they've got they've managed to get 19 points together. It's it just it's, it's baffling. But yeah. Okay. Sorry, I just was cut, I was thought it was someone else's turn. No, no, you can't can't disagree. No, no. 
Should we, should we get into the game? Yeah. <laughs> we could be breaking podcasting records here, which is okay. not going to make this podcast any more cheery. Before we start, we've covered most of this. Johnny sent me a text, which pretty much called him Mystic Johnny. Stevens, doesn't make sense. Uh, the back three, basically, is all we've got. Um, Massey at wing back, I don't understand that at all. If, if Wasser can't do... Friday, Wasser can't do two games, play on Friday. The formation seems shit. Wilson's not a striker. Wilson's not a winger, he's a striker. Butterworth is best behind. It's a big fucking gamble. And it was, and it didn't pay off. So, for those who haven't quite worked it out yet, Vale lost the game 3-0. And I'm going to do like Beza does. I'm going to go through the team in, in formation, and I'm going to start with you, Johnny. With the uh, you get Jack Stevens, yeah. His kicking hasn't improved while he's been out out, out of the team. He, oh, it's got to be our game plan because it can't be it, it can't all be Jack Stevens. But kicking fuck out of it to Matty Taylor that's five foot ten when their centre halves are six foot four. It, it's just it, it beggars belief. Um. Throwing it in his own net, those people around that were like convinced it hadn't crossed the line. But if it hasn't crossed the line, he's sprinting out and berating the line. You know it across the line by reaction. I'm I'm a big believer in player reaction. He he just didn't come back from that, and he he then came for a couple of crosses where he got nowhere near. And it's just yeah, it, it's an unfortunate performance for somebody to come back in when he knows that he was going to be out on Monday anyway and probably his last his last performance in a veil shirt and it's not it's not going to be one he wants or anyone wanted to see like none of us want want our own players fail um i've got to give him kudos for like as i said earlier holding his hands up at the end and actually coming across and looking like he was embarrassed and he, he knew he was he was partially at fault for it. So yeah, it was a bad bad day at the office for Jack, and uh, it, it, it's 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 got to be it's it's got to be a two. Andy, do you want to add to that or? Um, somebody told him it was Holy Week, hadn't they? Because he must have heard it and thought he was gonna yeah. just shut one in his own net. Um, right. I I mean yeah. When when I, when I looked at him at the end, it's like I just couldn't really feel angry about him because, um, you know, if you've played in goal and you've done something really horrendously shocking, I just had sympathy with him when I, when I saw him when I just saw his face. I just couldn't really feel angry about because you know you, if you've been there, you've been there, and I don't. I just don't particularly think he's a very good goalkeeper and you know he he might have kept his parent club up yeah all I would say is that um, he doesn't need us three to tell him or anybody who was that game today was wanting to tell him that he's dropped a massive bollock there you know that's not lack of heart or lack of that's just he's just made a, a real balls up at a time when when neither he as a player or us as a club needed it Today he needs to be solid, and he wasn't that. And he picked a very, very bad moment 
to do to do what he did. But there we go. So Andy, you get Donnelly left of the back three. Oh, we're going left, are we? We are. Yeah. I'm just going. I'm reading across my screen because I've had a few minutes, few few too many gin and tonics. And I'm trying to make it simple for myself because I'm not a very clever lad. So yeah, left to right, Donnelly. Um. Again, I don't want to just go into him and and. It's difficult. I mean, anybody can sort of shout your shit, mate, from a stand. And then when you've actually got to put your name to a sort of review on online, and and somebody says you're Andy off the podcast, you've just um, laid into me, mate. It's 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 tough. You've got to try and be constructive. I, I think. Yeah, well, you just got to. You know, it's just. You can sort of hide in a crowd and abuse players, can't you? You can shout your shit from an away end. When when it's actually an individual and you're identifiable, then it's a bit of a different story. Um, I think Donnelly is in a situation where he isn't a League One footballer and he shouldn't really have to be put in this situation. He he, he just isn't he isn't there. And he, he struggles, and I don't know what else I can say about him. I mean, the poor lad's just not up to it, I'm afraid. Do you want to give him a mark or not? Um, I'll leave that to Johnny. I don't do marks. <laughs> Go on, Johnny. Yeah. What frustrates the life out of me is, again, another one who kicks it fucking long all the time and tried it Matty Taylor's head and then when he wasn't trying to hit Matty Taylor's head he was kicking his out for a throw in defensively did he did him and Sammy work on that side absolutely not um and is that because the two young and experienced players I, I I think I think so but also he's got to take he's got to take the flak both the fir- the first two goals come from the left hand side Granted, the first one, which was a cross from deep where Sammy was nowhere near, but we just didn't we didn't pick up any of that 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 movement in the second balls. We didn't track well as a defensive unit. We didn't win as individual battles, and he was just a product of a bad defense today as 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 a unit. And <laughs> is there a, is there a good player in there? It feels like there is because. Where he where he where he nicked in after the flick on and tried the overhead kick, you know, and there's 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 a player in there somewhere, but he was just he was just very poor today, and yeah, another one that's a victim of the two club. Who had um, Donnelly to score first? I think Bez. I think Bez took it because I think he had the minute right as well, almost if if that had um, gone in. It was, it was, yeah. Bez went 28, 28 minutes in Conlon, actually. Uh, Tom, Tom took Donnelly. Right, yeah, because I think Phil uh, mentioned at the game that it nearly that nearly came true. What was he doing on the right side of the penalty? Was it was was Forrester, you know, for the second goal? What what happened there? What what led to him ended up covering the right side of the penalty area? But, I think I think everyone had just ran across the 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 goal. I think that was the problem. Literally, everybody had ran across it. So that, that was an ominous thought... shambles of things going wrong. But I'll, I'll get to that when I get to Sammy. Yeah. Um, Donnelly, so you got a mark from Johnny. 
Yeah, two. He's 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 what he's going to join the two club. There's um there's another nine of them to come. Yeah, but Donnelly, in five years' time, when he's 23, 24 years old, he's matured, and he's turned out to be a good player, which he still could do. Do you think he might look back at this time and think it was the making of him? Unfortunately, what Vale what Vale don't need is a nineteen year old kid learning his trade at our expense in a side who was struggling, playing behind a kid who's got no brains, which seemed to me to be what be happening today. But anyway, Johnny, you get smudgy. I, th- I felt he was bullied today by Presley. I don't. I- I don't think he was helped by the other two, either side of him, who who weren't helped by the wing backs. Um, it was just, it was all wrong today, all wrong. Um, Smithy, did he did he do anything epically wrong? No. For the second goal, Pet leaves his man. Smithy has to go and try and cover, and then leaves his man, and his man's the one who taps in. So it, you feel. You feel like you've got a point blame at Smithy for that, but if he stands there and lets their lad cross it in, people are going to slag him off for not covering. So it's a lose-lose situation there, isn't it, for him? <laughs> he was, he was all right. Like he, there's nothing that sticks out where you think that was really shit, Smith. Um, so yeah, for, for me, it was it was a five performance. It, it, yeah, it's just there's not a lot to say about Smith. You know you can you know you can usually rely on him. He's going through a bit of bad form. He, he got pinned a couple of times by their young lad, but overall, I can't pin him for any of the goals, and you you don't expect him to be creating stuff going forward. So, yeah, you got a mark for Smithy. Yeah, five. Andy? Um, all I'd add to that is he wasn't terrible, but I don't think he was particularly great either. And um, it was one marking Bambi on ice today. And he seemed to let him have a lot, far too much joy. And, I, you know, for, for a player who looked pretty uncoordinated and not much more than just a tall lad. He'd seem to have a lot of joy out of Smith. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he can argue with any of that, to be honest. So, uh, is you up next, Andy? Will Forrester? Um, Will Forrester sort of sums up the problem I'm going to have with a lot of the players I'm going to be talking about tonight. In that a lot of them hid almost. I, I don't know what if I can sort of put it any better than that. And they weren't necessarily doing anything outstandingly wrong or, or terrible. They just sort of weren't doing anything, weren't starting anything, and they were just sort of almost just, it was a little bit like, you know, just doing the motions almost. Will, I thought he started off okay, but as the game wore on, I thought he was just not really doing anything of any sort of... I don't know, he just wasn't really sort of nipping things in the bud, he wasn't stopping anything, he wasn't really... They were just sort of passing around him almost. I, I don't know, he just... Apparently, I couldn't see because it was the second half, but he, he made a really good block to stop them from scoring in the second half. But, um, no, just 
just a bit flat from Will. Yeah, Johnny. Yeah, I think I think flat is 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 probably the best way to put it. I think Will's performance today, that the second goal sums up a lot what what was wrong with it. Pet left his man. Forrester was left a bit flat-footed and didn't follow Pet's man, which again isn't isn't Forrester's fault per se. But as a defender, you you want him to read and almost sniff out danger. That comes obviously with experience. I I, I get that, and he's a very inexperienced defender um, in terms of age and appearances. So I kind of let him off a little bit for that, but. Summary's passing today just wasn't what we've what we've seen from him previously, and he just he had that one run second half where he got forward down. I'm sure it was down the left. That was it. Down, no, it was down the right second half, and he then put a ball like all of our balls seem to go in into the keeper's arms, and yeah, he just it's then when you realise, you know what, we we we're lacking something massively in team cohesion. Um, so yeah, it just bad bad performance from him. He's he, he joins the other the other pair in the two club. So sorry, Will. We, we I'm just yeah. I I want I need I need better from the three of them, but it is it's not necessarily all down to one of them. It's down to three of the. It's down to four of the back five being an issue. Smithy, like I say, was wasn't great, but Smithy Smithy's allowed to have have a, have a game when across the season you you know he's he's pretty consistent. Like Andy, you you mentioned earlier, so you you kind of you got to look at the rest of them to help help you mate out when somebody that helps you out every week is is having a bit of a shitter. Yeah, I think what you'd say there is that Smithy quite rightly has got a lot of credit in the bank. Uh, he's got like a, he's got a history of good good performances for us over, you know, two hundred odd games. So yeah, whereas the whereas the other two young lads they haven't got that to fall back on. So you are going to cut Smithy a bit more slack maybe because he's got a good history with us. So we're going to move on now to Sammy Robinson. And can you do this for me in two parts, Johnny? Do his actual performance. And then his behaviour at the end, because I think that's something that we'll have to talk about, isn't it? Performance-wise, it, it it was dog shit. I think he, he's a he's a player he's a player that wants to go forward at every single opportunity, and looks so much better when he's going forward. But when you're playing wing back, you you haven't got that luxury to be going forward at every single opportunity. There was a couple of good runs he made. Like he got into the the box a couple of times, but he's just so disinterested in defending. It's untrue. And like he played, he played right centre back away at Pompey, and he actually seemed really switched on. And it reminded me of when do you know when you, do you know when you put somebody in a, a really unnatural position? Like I don't know if you remember Adam Yates playing left back um, away at. Chef United when he scored from the cross. They've got like, to concentrate really hard, haven't they, yeah. to get it jumped. There's not I agree there. And and that's and that's what Sammy seemed like. Sammy, anywhere that anywhere else just seems like he does what he needs to. The game goes by. He's he, he knows he's got 
he knows he's got the talent, he knows he's got the ability, and that's that he thinks that's enough to carry him through. And it just wasn't today, and it hasn't been in a lot of games with Sammy. He has one great game, three shit ones, and that needs to be that needs to be kicked out of him. But also, as I said before, he needs a position. He, if he's if he's if he's a left wing back, he's a left wing back. Let, let's let's settle and play him there and and whatnot. But yeah, it was just really frustrating today. Sammy Sammy was because, like I say, he, he looks so good with the ball, but without it, it's just like nah, not for me, thanks. Do you think he's been a victim? And you've said this before, so you're going to say anyways. The fact that Clarky keeps moving him about as a young lad in his first full season, would you say he's been a real victim of of not having a settled position to try and make his own? We've done him; he's done himself no favors in a lot of games, but also the management have done him no favors at the same time. I I I think so. I think as as a young lad, you you want you want him to have a position, have a run in that position, and. Maybe one or two games go Luke needs must, but we shouldn't we shouldn't have got ourselves in this position where we've decided Mal Benning's not good enough. And rightly or wrongly, we we've we've all hammered Mal, but rightly or wrongly, if we've decided he's not good enough and we haven't got someone to replace him, then we we've fucked up there. Yeah. So that that yeah, I just I find I find it really difficult. Sammy again joins the two club. He was utter, utter, utter dog shit today. But he's a young lad who is gonna develop and is gonna be a decent footballer if he wants to. And that and I'm gonna say if he wants to, because like I've said, he seems to enjoy the ball, but he's gotta go the other side right or else he'll be playing in the park with his mates. Okay, let's talk about what happened at the end then. I'm torn on this, right? Because their keeper and their centre mid come over giving it Billy Big Bollocks after our fans were abusing him and, and, and screaming at him and stuff like that, giving it like giving it Billy Big Bollocks and whatnot. And then when they when they give it back, people start kicking off and one one person said Ref, something like ref, are you going to let that happen, right? And it's like, I don't, you, you can't stand there and abuse someone and then when they give it you back, cry about it. So Sammy telling fans apparently to fuck off, is that a good look when you've just played shit and got battered? No, it's not. But people weren't going, Sammy, that was rubbish, boo, we weren't very good. People were telling him fuck off. People were calling him useless. People were calling him a twat and stuff like that. So you've 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 got to, you've got to a degree take your medicine if someone bites back at you. I don't think we helped him by not not taking him out of the firing line in terms of a more senior pro should have got him and just gone get the fuck down the tunnel. Yeah, is I. Is it what I want to see? No, I don't. I don't want to see players have got to just bite the tongue and, and just go down the tunnel. But also, we can't have it both ways. Andy, both of them. Sammy's performance and the bit, bit at the end. 
Uh, right. I'm I'm losing patience with him. I'm I just I Johnny said earlier that at Portsmouth he's gotta try and concentrate on being a, a, a wide centre back, a right centre back. And, you know, it's a challenge for him and he's gotta work on, you know, concentrate and, 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 and really pay attention to yeah. The thing the problem I have is that he hasn't cracked being a wing back yet. And he's he's gotta he's gotta treat playing at wing back the same. You know, he's got he's gotta learn when to make his runs, where where he needs to go, how how he defends when when we're not in possession. And you know, he, he came to the club as a defender, so you'd expect him to have some sort of you know, defensive nous rather than just being a player who's good at bringing the ball forward. What I'm seeing now is that he's and and maybe maybe the way he's been utilised by Clark has done him very few favours in terms of his development is a, a player who's had a few decent performances early in his career at Vale who's now just gone off it completely and I'm not sure I've got time for him anymore. He just looks like a bit of a, a lad playing five aside, just trying to run and, and do crazy dribbles. Or, or you know, he's just got a very odd running style. It looks like a, some lad who's had to borrow a pair of shorts from the lost property department because he, he just has a very str- he doesn't look like a footballer. Yeah, um, yeah, I think there's not a lot to sort of adds that oh I I'm with you Andy I'm sort of kind of losing patience with Sammy I'm not sure that he's grown up I know he's a young lad but through the season sorry through the season he doesn't seem to be to be improving quickly you know and, and I know he's in a struggling side at the moment the bit at the end I have a lot of sympathy with him you know I think if I was being abused by people as close to him as I was I might bite back, especially as when, when you're younger, you don't you don't think things through as quite perhaps as you would do when you've got a few years on when you're a few years older. But again, with what Johnny said, one of the older guys should have pulled him away and said, "Come on, Sammy, get down the tunnel now. It's not the time, the place." He shouldn't have done it, but I wouldn't ever say he should never play for Vale again because of that. If he never played for Vale again because of his performances, that's one thing. Showed a bit of emotion at the end of a game when things have gone badly. I think he's just one of those. Don't do it again, Sammy. It was a bit of a, bit of a dickish thing to do, but it's not a. It shouldn't end your career at Vale for that type of thing, which some fans seem to want to. So I I'm going to be. I must have been stood right in front of it, and I I missed it completely. I, I was looking at something else, I think, um, which was a bit weird. But um, I, I mean, I, I don't know. You just sort of you got to try and understand why people are unhappy, yeah, and and just sort of head down and and just sort of understand what what drives someone to be so angry at a football match when 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 you've just played badly and lost. So, you know, the other thing I was going to mention was um, his part in the build up to the second goal. So right by the players' tunnel, right in that corner of the pitch, he yeah. clears a ball. You got to get it down the line there. You just got to get it down the line, and it is cleared it right into the edge of the area by the D almost for them to have a shot. Which Smithy looks like Yandles. If we had VAR, I'm pretty sure he gets a penalty, but then they go ahead and score anyway. <laughs> yeah, oh, 
So that's about Sammy. So stick with you, Andy. You can have Tom Pett. And before you do, he was disappointed by him for him, for me, for him. He's had been played well the last month. I think he was player of the month, was he? And he's dropped off a cliff today. But go on, Andy. Yeah, I'm gonna to struggle to say something about Tom Pett because he's just not really had any impact. He's just sort of been there and I don't know if it's because he hasn't really had numbers around him, whether we've just been spread a bit thinly in the centre of the midfield. We just he just seemed to just get passed around. Um I think it was summed up by um did he not get booked for that one where he slid and I don't know, there's a player just sort of let the ball roll across him. Pet slid for what felt like ages, and it just seemed to somewhat where how we were getting done in the centre of the pitch. Was, um, was that he, first off that slide tackle? Yeah, where, he, yeah, where where he slid tackle was no any other man, and then the man just knocked it past and just fell on the floor. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he got. I think the ref went to the pocket and then kind of went um maybe not and didn't. Yeah, move I think him. he was just going to his spray, wasn't he? Yeah, but it did, it did look like he was thinking about booking him, and yeah, he was a bit lucky to get away with that. But it's just—it's another one where it's difficult to know with certain players what if they're having a bad game because other people aren't performing and they need, but or whether whether it's just because they haven't—I can't really put it into words, really. But it, it just, it just. It, we never got started as a as a team, and I don't know if if other players had got started around him, he would have played better because there was a bit more movement, there's a bit more time and space for him to and, and, and runs for him to to find people with balls. But he just he just never seemed to just get going for anyone, and and he was it feels wrong to just single him out. It just it it was just. He was as bad as it. I mean, he, he was bad, and it was bad generally. I can't really. I'm I'm gone down a massive cul-de-sac, and what I'm trying to say, uh, I can't really sort of put it into words very well. Um, bail me out here, Johnny. Yeah, I, you're right. It was bad. Um, I think Pet in a two-man midfield, because let's be honest, that's what it was with with Butterworth playing in front. Im and Ojo didn't have a great game today at all against what seemed to be a very workmanlike Accrington midfield. So we we didn't help ourselves in that matter. We we when Pet again, Pet's another one in for me in the Smithy bracket of he's allowed not allowed a bag. You know what I mean? Like not allowed a bad game, but he's gonna have. A, he's a League One player. He, he's gonna have a bad game every now and again, and that's when his mates should be bailing him out. It didn't happen today. Ojo Butterworth didn't bail him out. The rest of the team didn't. Do you know what I mean? They just decided. Well, if captain's having a bad game today, then we we almost have to. Um, you can't. That's one of them that you cut that. If you looked in that team and said, "Pick, pick, pick players that you, you'll take to war with you," Pet's not one of them that's going to you're going to look at and go, "He's going to scream and and shout and whatnot." But he's also one of them, performance-wise, nine times out of ten, he puts it in there. He's, he's usually good at winning the free kicks and all the stuff he's usually good at. It just didn't happen today, so I felt a bit for Pet. We we all know 
he's a decent player, but you can't you can't you can't play like that. And unfortunately, as a team, we're doing it too often. When when two or three of the core players have a bad game, the rest of it falls to pieces. So, Pet, it's it's a three for Pet. I don't think he was as bad as the others, but I do think losing your man for the second goal is an utter disgrace. Like he just he just doesn't follow him at all and seems to like softly pass him on. And it creates a whole host of fuck ups then. And yeah, it was just he was he was lucky he was lucky Ojo was on the pitch. In, in terms of he, 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 Ojo, just I may as well go into it. it no, well, no, yeah, we'll go into Ojo in a sec. But yeah, he's lucky Ojo was on the pitch because at least there was there, there was there was one man that was catastrophically worse than him in, in the same position. Yeah, well, we're moving on to Funzo next, and crack on, Johnny. <laughs> you get you give away a penalty. You you put your head towards somebody. In the ninety third, ninety third, ninety second minute, whatever it was, you just you're asking for a, you're you're asking you're asking for it, aren't you? Like the best thing Ojo did was not react as he walked down the tunnel, because he walked with the stare of somebody that was fucking fuming. So the best thing he did was not react. We know he's got previous punching men in glasses, because <laughs> that's what happened when he was at Aberdeen. He, he kicks off at a fan. And punched a man in glasses. So we know he's fiery. We know he's got that. Another one that maybe hasn't got as much money in the bank as everyone else. But based on this season, we can count on one one hand how many bad games he's had. And I think that's I think for me, I think that's his second. So you've got to give him a little bit of slack. We're not gonna see him now for three, maybe four games, um, which I think is really, really, really stupid when he knows everything around. Heat of the moment, yeah, okay, I get that, but it was just, it was fucking pathetic, really. Like, it was handbags out to nothing that he just, he carried on for far too long without anyone coming and sticking sticking up for him. Until Gav Massey. You've got to give props to Massey. Like in the, it, the only positive thing he did all afternoon was went and got got involved and tried to help his mate out, but yeah, Funzo, like he he was joint worst player on the pitch with the other with the other three, so he gets he gets his two as well, and yeah, it, irritating. Go on, Andy, follow that. Yeah, um, what I'll add to that is I've been really disappointed by Funzo those last couple of games. After after how well he played at Portsmouth, I thought real opportunity now to push on. You're playing against Cambridge the week after, go and show that you know you're head and shoulders above the rest of the midfielders on the park. And he hasn't done it. He's just I don't, and I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't really put my finger on what what he has done. He, whether he's just sort of phoning it in, just sort of um, treading water, it feels like. I, I don't know. It's just been really disappointing because there is in there possibly technically the best midfielder we've, we've got at the club. 
So it's, it's a real massive letdown. Yeah, and... I go back to what you've just said. You just said, did he phone it in? And that's something I was thinking about. I think Massey's our best mid- um, Massey. I think Funzo's our best our best midfielder. And he's properly fucked us over doing what he did. Do you, do you think he dialed it and he didn't fancy it? Or is it just a heat of the moment thing? And now he's sitting at home thinking, Christ, I've probably let my teammates and my club, the people who pay my wages, down. I think it, it was last it was last minute. So I think if you're dialing it in, you're doing it after you're doing it after half an hour, aren't you? When you know it's not going your way, and you think I can have sixty minutes rest here, and so I don't think he's I don't think he's thrown the towel in, but I also think it's as as he protected himself for the next few games that that could turn even worse, possibly. Why are people saying it might be four games? Is it because they might throw an extra game in or or, or what? I'm, I'm not really getting it. Is that his second red card of the season? I don't know. Has he got been sent off? Have we had, a, have we had any red cards this season? I don't think so. I thought that was our first. So Yeah. I, violent, I don't, I'm not violent, seeing any. Yeah, violent conduct's a three-game ban unless the referee puts in the report that it was like horrible and, and whatnot. Does seem like he throws a bit of a slap before he puts the head on. So maybe if the ref does report that, it could be. But I think I think it's three. Yeah, but. Let, let's hope so. And moving on to his protector, since you, Andy, Bez's favourite, wherever he might be, home from his buffet, Gavin Massey. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> Look, it's just, um, how, it's just how it fell. <laughs> I mean, you can copy and paste for for a number of players today, but with with Massey, maybe, and I don't necessarily think it was that good. But you saw a lot of the ball early on. He got in some positions to put crosses in. Did he put particularly a lot of quality in in the box with his crosses? No, but he was. It, I don't know. It's that is the only thing he's got that's gives him slightly the edge over a Robinson or, or another player who's had a bit of a stinker. After, you know, as the game wore on, after we conceded, I thought it was pretty shoddy, really. Um, again, he's better said after Bolton. He didn't want to see him in a Vale shirt again. I wasn't particularly delighted to see him playing today. And I'm not particularly very keen on him continuing to be a player player next season if uh, for what it's worth Johnny you follow that one yeah um, thanks Um, right to the first 10 minutes I thought he got the ball down a couple of times drove it his man took his man on got in the good crossing positions and then each time made the wrong decision. The couple of times when he should have floated it to the back stick, he drove it. A couple of times he should have just smashed it across the front and hoped for the best. He floated it, and it seemed decision-making was was the issue. A bit of give him his due. When you're looking up and what's in the boxes, James Wilson, who is five foot ten, Butterworth, who's five foot four, and... Matty Taylor, that's five foot four. You can kind of see why he's thinking. Well, 
I've got to do something different. But after that first 10 minutes, he basically disappeared. And I forgot he was on the pitch until he until he backed up Funzo. So you just, you, you can't, you, you can't do that. You, you can't keep putting in bad performances. And, well, I say you can't. Somehow he keeps doing it. So, yeah, it's just, there's not, it's not a single thing he did today that was like utterly, utterly atrocious. But there was times when him and Sammy were stood next to the front two when we were defending, and you're like, we're playing a we're playing a three two four here, and it just it's just really unhelpful for everyone else, and. You've got you've got big boots to fit fill with Dave Warrell in Dave Warrell's position, and he just isn't ever doing it. So, yeah, he's he's another member of the two club. So, welcome welcome aboard, Gavin Massey. <laughs> yeah, it's a quite popular club. Yeah, interesting. My brother said pretty similar that he was quite bright for the first ten minutes, and uh, quickly reverted to type. The next one's really interesting. We talked about a bit at the start. I don't think any of us would have picked him. So, you know, he wasn't picked on form. There must have been a plan somewhere, but Butterworth. It's me, in it? Um, well, not, this isn't just on Butterworth here, but, like, it, this... Is it is Vale Park cursed when it comes to set piece takers? Because, and I'm going back now to people like Chris Lyons that came to us with with a reputation of being a good set piece taker, who then turned up at Vale Park and took took an handful of good set pieces in his whole career. Like Butterworth today, took two or three corners or free kicks, and the free kick one was the one that was frustrating as hell. Actually, that I remember the most was. Like, where he just didn't beat the first man. And it's like, I play football on a Sunday and I can beat the first man. Granted, I don't know where the fuck it's going off at the time and I've got no control of where it goes, but I know I'm going to have to lift it over that first man in the wall and get it in the box somewhere and hope for the best. But what do we practice? Like, I don't... And and that's that's and that's honestly all I can remember about Dan Butworth is how bad his set pieces were. He may as well have not been on the pitch. He was so anonymous. It's untrue. It's just from 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 having a player that Plymouth away, he played on the wing and was fucking brilliant on the wing. It's not his natural position. It's it's a position that's hard when you've got to trap back and stuff. Have that player to then then in regress into not going in the side to then come back in today and put that performance in. I'd be saying, Luke, Dan, you're about 15 minutes from home, kid. Ring, ring your mom, come ask her, come pick you up. Because there's no point in coming back to Beerslam. And yeah, it's it was it it was a one for Dan. I thought he was the worst player on the pitch by far. It's utterly anonymous, and it's so frustrating. Yeah, Andy. Yeah. Um, did he take the corner that 
went so deep it ended up bouncing pretty much at the edge of the penalty area, went out for a throw in on the other side. Was that one yeah. of his? Yeah, that was one of his. And he also took the free kick that we ended up getting back where he just kicked it out for a throw in when it was rolling. So, yeah, it was just set pieces were fucking garbage today. Yeah, I remember a bit in the middle of the first half where it looked like he was just about getting the ball down. And I don't know if he was holding, holding, waiting for uh, Massey or somebody to just uh, make an overlapping run. And he just, I think he just needed to move the ball quicker and he didn't. And it just seemed like somebody's day up. He just seemed to just not do things quick enough. He wasn't up to the pace of the game. He was just constantly going into blind alleys. He was just, they just squeezed him out. He had absolutely no space to, or he couldn't find any space for himself to to do anything with. And um, like you say, he was anonymous. Um, Forgot he was on. Um, Generally, his, um, his trajectory since the turn of the year is, it's been alarming. Um, we were talking about, yeah, we were talking about um, signing him. We wanted yeah. to sign him permanently around sort of November-ish. You know, when when he when he came on and scored the winning goals against the likes of Lincoln and and Charlton, and he's just gone off a cliff. I remember seeing him at Shrews, I think, and uh, did he come on a sub that day? And he just. Absolutely nothing. I, I just, I, it just seems. I don't know. Is it because he knows he isn't being kept on permanently? You know, is he just sort of seeing the season out? I don't know. But the thing, the thing with that is, he's he's one that's out of contract with Blackburn. He's twenty, twenty one, twenty two now. So let's be honest, they're they're looking at Premier League. Like that's that's their aim. He, unless unless he has a more carry style Cardiff revival, he he should be he should be looking for he should be using this time now to impress and get himself a club. And it, yeah, and we can say that about many players, can't we? You know, if, if not, even if they're not saying available, they've got they've got um they've got the professional futures to play for. You can, but I think the ones that are under contract that maybe out of contract the. There's always that argument of, well, Gaffer knows what I'm doing, training, da, 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 all that shit that they might get one. Whereas a lone player, you've, you'd feel that the lone player's got that bit more of a, do they want to play for their profession, like the parent club in the future and whatnot. So I just, usually you don't see a lone player throwing the towel as quickly as you do some of your own players in, in experience. Sorry, I just unmute myself. The kettle's just boiling. Yeah, Butterworth, you use the word anonymous, and he's been anonymous for a while. I talked to start about players with balls and players you want in a relegation fight. And if we are being sucked into this relegation fight, I'm not sure you want... I'm not sure what Butterworth brings on. Brings you. I don't think he's got enough fight or enough about him to, to, to influence a game. So we move on now to... Um, I think it's, it's Andy, isn't it? Next, yeah. And Andy, you've got you've got Congleton's own James Wilson. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I didn't think you were coming to me. 
I've got a mini egg. Oh, nice. Mini egg. Yeah. M&S one, nice one. Orange. Orange, <laughs> orange chocolate. Chocolate orange one. Orange. Um, <laughs> it was difficult for him. He, he didn't really get into the game, did he? He looked like he wasn't quite match fit. Um, and that one decent, probably a best opportunity was the shot he had um, towards the end of the first half that got pushed around the poster corner. It looks, probably... looked like it was going miles wide, but then looked like it all of a sudden looks like it's going to be curling in. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it was a bit of a blur, to be honest, but um, there was probably the best attempt we had, apart from maybe the Taylor's chance second half. Um, but yeah, it was just a bit of a disappointment. But, but it might might just be, it might stand him in good stead for Monday. But I, I, I was wasn't overwhelmed by his performance today. Let's put it that way. Johnny, we've seen the best of James Wilson when he's been playing next to a bigger, more physical striking partner. And I think that's told today that we didn't have. We didn't have anything to for their defenders to really pick up and make that space for where James Wilson plays. While they play three at the back, so we we've got to work hard to make that space. And Willow just didn't do it. He he drifted in and out of the games. The one thing you can say is that he was tracking back and getting involved at the back end of the pitch. So I don't think you can you you could say. At all, he's one that down tools, but I also think that he just, <laughs> as an attacking player, we didn't create anything. We didn't we we did, didn't take the ball by the horns, and there wasn't this the willow pick it up and run, have, have a go sort of thing. And we just yeah, he just I get. He obviously needs minutes. For, well, I don't know if he needs minutes for Monday, but you'd assume that he needs minutes for Monday. Um, but who knows at the minute? Like, <laughs> there's lots of people on Twitter talking about the um, Willow Harrison relationship, shall we say? And who knows what's going to happen Monday? But Willow needs Willow needs a foil. He's, he's He's, he's not he's not your target man, and he's not one. I thought him and Matty Taylor might work together. Possibly could if they had a if they had a Ben Garrity type behind that's going to win the flick-ons and be that be that horrible, dirty sort of hard-working player. So then Pear could go and do what they're good at. But today just wasn't. Today was never going to be that. You could tell early doors, and I, I felt a bit sorry for both the strikers for having the ball pumped up at the Reds consistently. So have you have you got a mark for Willow, Johnny? Yeah, it's 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 a four for Willow. I thought a couple of things he did was just slopey shouldered and a bit there. But yeah, it was just yeah, one of them. Yeah, I mean I think you know you've alluded to the alleged relationship between Willow and Harrison. No idea what if there's anything that, but I think at the start of the season we all thought that Willow and Harrison were made to play with each other. Injuries 
to Willow mainly, but also to Ellis, have stopped them ever having a real run of games together. But when, when you look at the, the various attributes, they should be the pretty much identical strike force, you know. So we'll obviously on Monday, we're going to find out um, if they do, if they can be like Sheringham and Cole. They don't have to love each other. If they could just um, dovetail together and, and get us a win against Oxford, that'll be that'll be where we need to be. But yeah, I mean, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Willow's, Willow's not played much this season and he's... And there's no point, it's been offset. There's no point being the best player in the treatment room. It doesn't get you anywhere. So we move on to last but not least, uh, Johnny Matty Taylor. Yeah. You, you, you always get the rattiness with Matty Taylor and the bit of the, the bit of desire sort of thing. But Matty Taylor felt like he downed tools quite early on in terms of. I don't know if he felt a bit like, well, if these fuckers can't be arsed, I can't be arsed sort of thing. But we were smashing it up to his head all the time. He was, bless him, he was getting under the ball and jumping and being a nuisance. But we're just, we were, the game plan today was pathetic. And yeah, it was just, Taylor, yeah, decent effort second half, which their keeper saved. And, just just wasn't wasn't good enough. So yeah. Uh four from Taylor as well. Um so I heard a lot of people on the way out saying that they never want to see him back at Vale and I thought that was a bit harsh on him. I don't know, like I don't know if people have picked up on Carol's comments about January being good and then gone, Do you know what? January was shit, so he's shit. I don't I think I th- I think he's been a He's been a a good addition to the team. He hasn't scored as many as us or he would like. But until today, he's always been getting in the positions, doing doing bits, do doing what he can. And another one that looks better when Alex Harrison's on the pitch. Yeah, he's he's coming to you know from from his point of view, he's not coming. To, if he'd come to the team in you know when we were playing well post September, he might have had chance to do better. He's coming to a team who aren't creating a hell of a lot of chances. So yeah, I get you get your point, but I don't think it's been particularly easy for him. Andy, sorry, have you got a mark? Did you give him a mark? Yeah, four for him. Sorry. Andy finishes off on uh, Matty Taylor. Um I forgot he was on the pitch for a lot of the time. Um he no he was just pretty anonymous really. Um I've not really been massively impressed with him. Um, he's shown quality in fits and starts, but he hasn't really shown a lot of consistency. He's been wasteful. He's been, yeah, just good in in patches. Um, for for an experienced player, would you expect him to show it a bit more often, be a bit more clinical? Maybe. Um, I'm not really, I don't know, but for the reasons you said, you know, there could be good reasons why, you know, he's just not really settled into a to a pattern and a, a game plan. Also, wasn't entirely convinced he'd do well today. I don't think on a tight pitch like theirs, he was ever going to get put in, run in behind or do anything like that. So, yeah, I'm... I, I mean, 
it's, it's another bad performance, isn't it? In a in a sea of bad performances, the only thing is you don't know if a player like that needs other players to play well to make the space for him to do his runs and things. And and to what extent is he's been let down by other players, and what extent does he have to make it happen himself? And um, no one's really took the game by the scruff of the neck today. Yeah, I think so. That's the phase two. I'm sorry, Bez will be um, killing me, but Johnny, you, you did. I don't think you ever gave Clark a rating at the start, did you? No, I didn't. Um, Clark, Clarky's rating is one today. That's very, gener- very generous. Yeah. I don't do zeros, that's why. Yeah. And then we've got, we had our five game changers. Uh, we've talked a bit about Ellis Harrison. We had, we had Wazit, Benning, Proctor, the, the, the aforementioned Ellis, and Dennis Politic. Is anything on any of those five players that you'd like to say? Um, I use the word game changers lightly. What I'd, what I'd say is that the man of the match came from the bench. So congratulations, Alice Harrison. You were the best player on the pitch because you ran around a bit. And that's literally the difference today, that Ali's come on and showed a bit of heart and desire and seemed like he wanted to get back into it. But when no one's helping you, you 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 may as well have saved yourself, was put in some absolute diabolical crosses today. And again... It's another one that has got far too much credit in the bank to be slagging off. He's allowed. He's allowed to put the odd bad ball in the box. So, yeah, I'm not not gonna not gonna cry about Warrell not not coming on and setting up three goals. Do you know what I mean? Like Jamie Proctor's races run for me. Dennis Politic, I don't know what he is. Like he's not a footballer in our formation. So. I don't get. I don't. I just don't get why he's here. And you was the other one. Benning. Oh, Benning. He yeah. sneaks on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel harsh on Benning. Like not not because of the performance today, but I, I don't know why. I don't, I don't know what he did. Why he's done so wrong. Like I know we hadn't been having the best of form, and we'd we'd rightly called him out on it, but. His his run of form's been no worse than some some players that have played played through it and continue to play through it. So who knows? Benning's had dodgy spells, but I've never known him sort of down tools or you know his his body language has always been decent. I think is that fair to say? I I I, I agree. After Bolton, when he came on at Bolton, he could have easily have gone. Do you know what? Not for me. You've you've decided that I'm not good enough. You're playing Massey one side. You put putting Warrell in a position. You've played Sammy in a position recently. He could have easily down tools and gone. Yeah, not for me. But he doesn't. So <laughs> sometimes effort's better than nothing, isn't it? And he's left footed. He's playing left wing back. It's always a bonus. And I know I'm not. For me, it's not the be all and end all. He doesn't have to be left footed play there. If you if you're good enough at the position, but yeah, it's, I feel I feel for Mal not because like I think he's an absolute quality player in his League One standard. It's just that I feel he's been treated the most harshly 
under Daryl Clark's tenure than anybody. And that includes promotion season as well. I would 100% agree with that. I've battered Mal Benning probably more than anybody else who comes to this podcast. But he has been he has been dropped by Clark for reasons that wouldn't be dropped for. They'd be allowed to play on. Every time he's come back on, and he's had some shocking games, but he's, he's always given it all. And in a team like that, I'm not sure today, for the reasons you've said, Johnny, He's not the best player in the world. He's not the best left wing back in the world. But he's got to be worth a place on that side at the moment. And that's probably a sad indictment of where we are as a team. But I think, you know, I think Miles been been harshly treated. So that's the subs. Can I just add something about the subs? Um, what formation did we play after all the, sub, the four subs were made? I, I thought we stuck with the same formation, personally. I think I thought it was only when Benning came on that it looked like we changed it and Warrell and Massey were on the same side. I literally thought Dennis went in behind and we we, we stuck. Which yeah, it's just it's just sometimes it's difficult to tell when and and it felt like that after um, the subs were made last week after came during Cambridge. Um, it feels like as soon as we make a load of subs. Um, we're not just changing personnel. The, the, the shape, the pattern, everything just goes out the window. It just becomes like just shapeless and sort of uh, the kitchen sink almost. And if you're chucking five, if you're chucking five subs on in quick succession, you're gonna you fundamentally for start you take changing half your outfield players and the sit whatever system you're playing, it does go to pot, doesn't it? While they work out exactly what they what they're doing. We don't seem to make any substitutions with it. To me, like we've got a grand plan. X is going to come on and he's going to do what Y wasn't doing. We just seem to think, okay, we're playing shit, especially recently. We're playing shit. Let's lob these lot and see if they can do any different. And if we get lucky, we get lucky. Just create chaos and hope something drops. That's all it feels yeah, like. Yeah, I think chaos theory, yeah. See, see where, where, where I get what you're saying, where I disagree with it is, we're not putting any of these players on in their unnatural positions. Other than maybe Dennis, but two of the changes were two strikers. Who, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like two strikers that they're, they're they're playing in their natural positions. Was his natural position now his wing back? So he was brought on there again. Victim of Daryl Clark bingo in terms of he played right wing back, left wing back, and then kind of went right wing back for a bit. So. It's just, yeah, it's just it's frustrating. Yeah, okay. I've just, while we're looking, so that was that. We obviously got Monday, so I'll go back to you, Johnny, but quickly, Bet365 are offering 28 to 1 avail going down. You know, is that, is that fair price, or do you think those odds are a bit longer, a bit short? I'm tempted. Like, might make life a bit sweeter. Well, I think it's a perfect storm of things that have got to happen in order for us to go down. But the first one of those things, the first box has been ticked today. If the next box gets ticked on Monday, then we are looking over our shoulders, aren't we? And then, then what is it after that? Lincoln, Ipswich, Bristol Rovers, Charlton, Plymouth. 
Yeah. Well, I, if 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 it's not Monday, I, I don't see where the next point's coming from, let alone win. So, yeah. But it is effectively a six-game accumulator where where we've got to maybe not lose them all, but certainly not pick up very many points. It's it's almost like a six-fold of losing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. How many points do we need? Three. Three. It's that simple. It's it, and this this is what's this is what's got me so angry today. And this is why I, this is why I put it on Twitter. You pay your play your best eleven today. You beat them. You're safe. Bristol Rovers fans, and I know they've got two. They, they've played two less games than us, but they're on three more points. You talk to them, they will tell you they're safe. It's all a bit like the season we were scratching round, and then we won at Yeovil away. Michael Brown yeah. scored, and you know we didn't win for weeks and weeks and weeks, and we won that, and we just got ourselves safe for like penultimate game of the season and, and and it wasn't long before that we were looking at the playoffs Michael O'Connor scoring the yeah. free kick that was the same season we didn't win again for about seven or eight games or something so that's a very similar the, feel was that one for about 35 yards in the out, in, he banged into the outland that free yeah. kick yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Was, yeah. No, no, that, that was um, Cardiff in the cup I'm on about the one away at Cov where he just sort of oh. placed it into the bottom corner Oh yes, sorry, sorry. I yeah, think that yeah. that was the same season as you know we were looking at the playoffs. We stopped winning after that game, and we ended up having to scratch around. And Michael Brown, I think, got the winner. Touched something in it away at Yeovil, and um, we were looking dodgy at one point. Uh, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of doom and gloom. If I ask you both now, maybe a bit unfair. I still think we'll just about stay up. It won't be pretty. What do you would you agree or would you, or disagree? Go on, Andy, you go first. I I'd agree. I think we've just about got it in us, even if we end up winning somewhere daft like Ipswich. And that's yeah. our only win between now and the end of the season. That's probably the veil way of of doing it. It's just generally, you know, we haven't really got the luxury of being able to uh to phone it in, have we, or to, to, um, to decide we want to start treading water? As soon as as soon as that happened in January, we thought we've got enough. Let's take the foot off the gas. That's where it started to go wrong, and you can't rest on your laurels in football. You can't um, you can't sit back, and that that's what we've done, and it's created this mindset. Arguably, it's we've just taken the foot off the gas. And now look at us, you know, now look at... It's just spread across the entire club almost. Yeah. I think... Yeah, it's... It, it, it's hard to get out of this, isn't it? You know, like... It, it, you, you, throw, you, you want to throw a confidence-boosting game in somewhere, don't you, where the players can actually realise they're not they're not shit footballers like throw a game against under 12s or something where they put five or six past them but at the minute I reckon they'd they'd be beat by them confidence is on the floor and is is us battering him in the ground and then online and then in a podcast going to do him any good I I don't know I really don't I just think at the minute you pay money 
go and watch that. You see the fact that there's 1,100 people there for no reason, because there isn't. Like, we've taken 1,100 fans to Accrington today when we are out of form, we're doing really badly, but yet we've still all travelled and got behind the team for the majority. As soon as the goal went in for Jack, there was there was a few heads gone and murmurings, and then it turned a bit sour. But yeah, he's just... Monday, we're lucky it's so soon. But on the flip side, we we could be unlucky that their heads, their heads are so far down at the minute. Clark, he's tried the... If rumours are to believe the Mickey Adams route of transfer listing them all by telling them that they're all fighting for the careers. He's tried the it's my team, nicey-nice approach. He's probably tried two or three different things behind the scenes as well. Chris Lyons, when we spoke to him, when Clarkie was um, appointed, said that he's a good man-manager. Popey, who we, we interviewed, said completely the opposite. So it, it's... Depending on who you are, depends on what sort of experiences that you have under him. And right now, we can't afford for we can't afford for anybody to not feel the love. And yeah, it's so it's so difficult coming off that. But we've got to pick ourselves up. We've got to. Bale Park can be very, very, very toxic at times, can't it? Yeah, and, we've all seen that, haven't we? Yeah. yeah, and we've kind of got to now. So Daryl Clark, this is going to be, but we kind of got to let that go from tonight and move on to Monday, support and get behind him. But I just think it's it, football's an entertainment business. They've got to entertain on Monday, and and, and my God, they've got to put on a performance. Um, because we'll quickly do it now. We're playing equally the worst team in the league. Who? All unbeaten in three now they are. So they've drawn against Chef Wednesday, Peterborough, and Morecambe in the last three. But since 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 their last victory, which was at home at Ipswich, they've lost to Wickham, Burton, Barnsley, Shrewsbury, drew at M- drew at MK, lost to Plymouth, Cambridge, Bristol, Lincoln, Derby, and then drew the last three. So. Form-wise, we're pretty similar in terms of, oh my god, we're both really shit. Um, See, yeah, where I disagree slightly with you there, I don't think we need. I don't think we need to put a performance in on Monday. If we win one 0 and it flies in off Gavin Mass's arse, that'll do for me. I, I don't really. Yeah, obviously, if we if we can play well, that's nice. But if we can just go there and win somehow or other, that'll do for me. And then we can all sort of dust ourselves off and. Have a look what what happens in the future. I I agree I agree with what you're saying, but what I'm what what I mean by performance is that I think from minute one it's going to be quite a toxic atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. So if the players don't put it in, it's 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 going to turn very quickly. And I don't blame people because it's it's not been good enough these last few weeks, and it's it's continually not being good enough. Before we go, so for another time, probably, but I'll ask you anyway, because we're cracking on and we've got nothing better to do. Um, 
is this affecting season ticket sales for next year or do, or will we sign a few new players that everyone forget about it? Go on, Andy. Um, well, I mean, early bird ends, well, end of this month, so probably won't have signed anyone before um, that. I've not got mine yet, not necessarily because of anything that's going on on the pitch. I've just sort of been putting it off. Um, I think it will will affect some of the floaters, not necessarily the yeah. diehards, but, um, you know, and a lot of the people who've maybe got free season tickets for the kids or, or whatever, they'll probably be a bit more... Um, They'll have a good think, won't they? Not necessarily saying they won't, but they'll um, they'll think twice. And it's it's another thing, you know. It's a shame that we were burning off a lot of momentum that we had as we've had as a club over the last year or so, just through a, an avoidable poor half second half of the season. Of apathy. Just, 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 you know, you just. Not the same. We should have pushed on and tried to get into the playoffs this season, but we need to just look after business as usual. We need to look after winning games of football, and we need to maintain interest for a fan base. And just I don't know if, if you can't you can't sell that to fans, can you? You can't sort of. It's, it's a tough sell going going to games after see, Christmas see, and say 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 the words. What? Trust the process. Oh, I can't even know. <laughs> that's where I thought, that's where he felt like it was leading. Yeah, I, I, um, I know you were a bit of a proponent of this theory, weren't you, Andy? That you know that people lose interest, it halts momentum. At the time, I thought that was a bit, a little bit unfair on the club. I am, I'm not doing a full reverse fairy tale. I do think there is something in that now, and. I haven't renewed my season ticket yet. Well, I always do mine on the last day, the early bird for some some strange reason. Maybe it's because I'm a tired bastard. Um, but the people like me and you guys will always renew because just that's what we do. But the, I think the, if you're a floater, you might think, do you know what? I'll see what see what see what there is about. So maybe we, maybe we'll sales. I don't know. We've had a do best you? average home gate for um, a good few years. You know, we've been looking at averaging what seven, eight thousand. I know we've had a couple of big away followings in there, but still, the home average home gate gates have been very respectable. Definitely, and yeah. and you know, we're just in danger of if we're not, if 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 we're on a trend that's downward in terms of performances and entertainment, that these people are just going to drift away again. Yeah, I, th- I think you're spot on. I think it could easily go back to the three and a half thousand season ticket holders we had last time. Like we're in League One at this sort of stage, it's it's frustrating. But yeah, we've got Oxford Monday. Um, Steve starting eleven. Uh, obviously, Stone comes back in. I think the back three will have to stay the same. But I think I'd bring Mal Benning back on left wing back. And I would um, bring Wozer back in on the right hand side. Midfield, assuming that um, Conlon's fit and Garrity isn't, you're going to have to play Colin Pett 
and they another, does that mean um, Butterworth plays behind um, Willow and Harrison? But that would be my choice, but that might be what we've got left. Andy, anything that you'd do? It's a tough one, isn't it? It's a good job um, for Stevens and Taylor is that they can't play because they'd be drops anyway, probably. Yeah. Um, there isn't a great deal of wiggle room, is there? Um, no, that's my problem. <laughs> so, um, yeah, don't. Maybe you've got to either stick with Butterworth or play a politic as a number ten. I don't know. Yeah, it's um, slim pickings, isn't it? Um, but or recall McDermott. Yeah, yeah. yeah the to- Tom Tommy Mac was my thinking, but can you throw can you throw a lad into this? I don't know. I really don't know if you can throw him in now. I don't know if we that's talk, fair or him. We talked about the start of the season in the wrong position, didn't we? So. Yeah. yeah, but at the start at the start of the season, there's there was there was a yeah, shitload more. Pressure, yeah. There was a shitload more rope. We just got promotion. Like no one was going to heads fall off and start booing and trying it on the pitch to yeah. to fight players worthy. Whereas we're one own goal away from somebody getting on that pitch and trying to fight someone. Good, yeah. If you had the choice, yeah. then you, would you you could play the Tommy Mac or Butterworth? Who would you play? Who would you play on Monday? Driving home, I asked how Tommy Mac had done, and. Goodwin had a look for me and he'd scored two and set up one after game man of the match today. And yeah. it made me feel a bit sad because I wanted either he'd been sent off or he was still injured or something. So I wasn't feeling like, do you know what? Let's bring him back and give him a go. Um, if it's me... I don't fucking know. Um, what what do we do? Yeah, what do we do? I don't know. I really don't know. I think it's Ojo's put Clark in an absolute fucking awful position. Conlon will come in for him, but Harrison's going to come in to start for Matt Taylor. Stone will come in. But Massey and Sammy should be dropped, which then means it'd be Benning and Was. But we're still short in that midfield, so I can see it being three four three, and maybe Massey, Harrison, and Willow being the front three. When it, it could be Politic or Massey, I don't know, but yeah, it's it's going to be. It's it's going to be interesting, but main thing is Johnny's bar will be open Monday, so get yourselves in. Um, Tom, once he's sobered up and recovered from his run, um, because he is doing the 10k on Sunday with Bez, um, he'll he'll be there for all your carpet fitting needs. Um, probably give him till Thursday recover because he still hasn't worn his trainers in and he's going for a. Prosecco brunch, um, oh, bottomless brunch thing tomorrow with his missus. So that's going to be absolutely epic on Sunday watching him run. Um, 
Andy's um, Andy's taxis give give him give him a bow as well. Um, and lastly, but not least, obviously it's the run on Sunday that AV Timings is doing. So Andy, time of the goal, first goal and goal scorer from Monday. Um, head or heart? Well, I, I don't mind if you say Cameron Brannigan. So, um, I was going to say nil nil. Uh, head, but... <laughs> go for it. No, that, um, that's fine. I'll, I'll take that. No, let's right. Let's try and be a bit positive. Um, Harrison and six minutes. I, I reckon we need we need to dictate a good tempo right from the off. If we get out the blocks, uh, come out the traps really quickly, um, we'll it'll, it'll do us a lot of good and it'll get the fans on side as well. And I think that's the way we need to approach the game. Um, be nice and positive early doors, set a tempo. And so, um, yeah, get in amongst them, get an early goal. Go on, Steve. Uh, we're going to win 1-0 in the 87th minute and it's going to fly in off Nathan Smith's arse off a corner and we're all going to be very relieved, people. Okay. Um... <laughs> Head says 3-0 defeat. <laughs> Hart says Tom Conlon one nil twenty fifth minute. So yeah, let's let's see where we're at. We'll all be, well, me, Bez, um, and Kirsty will be back Monday unless Kirsty watches football. We score, we score, um, we score a goal and and gives birth. Um. But yeah, let's let's hope that everyone can enjoy the Saturday and Sunday. At least your proper weekend isn't ruined. Just your bank holiday one probably is going to be. Um, so try and enjoy your Saturday, Sunday, everyone, and have an ale and up the veil. So it's full time from the pod, and we've just lost again. And now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking at who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah, there we go. So, order make delivery on, on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.